Leah Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic, and today I have special guest Camille Matthews. Camille, I want you to go ahead and just dive right in and introduce yourself to everybody and let everybody know just who you are and what you do. All right. Well, I'm Camille Matthews. Uh, I do celebrity management. I work with uh, a little bit of celebrity management with kind of all walks of life, whether they be actors, musicians, athletes, a little bit of everything. So how did you get started doing that? Well, I used to be on the other end of it where I used to, I used to do the acting or the performing. And we had uh, somebody there in Utah who came and said, Hey, you've got a lot of contacts. We kind of need a union agency. Uh, Could you kind of help us so that we could have a union agency? And I thought about it and thought, you know, I don't know that I could really be a lot of help. (laughs) So I, I thought I could try and open an agency. They do have agencies there and everything, but it was just kind of a different thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I put together an agency was not sure how quickly it would go. But that's how it started. So I put it together for people that uh, were more that were more put together that had worked at TV stations, uh, A or B listers that already had their stuff put together so that they could go further and work uh, in other states and really quickly. That's awesome. So for people that are listening that have no idea, can you explain to everybody what is a celebrity manager and what do they do? Uh, <laughs> I know it's probably well, a lot. Okay. It, it went, it, you know, it, it ended up being a lot more than I thought it had. <laughs> I don't think I was quite prepared for it, but, uh, you know, we, what I ended up with was, uh, a lot of, um, musicians, actors, directors, producers, uh, speakers. Uh, I ended up even with, um, people that were Olympians, uh, people that were athletes, we ended up booking them, uh, putting them in a lot of different areas and seeing what projects we could put them into. And obviously all various different projects. Uh, Olympians, I had to study for a lot of different things than I would anybody else because that's a whole form of different things, you know, that that's completely different thing. You find that you've got all these different things. We worked with a lot of different agencies, uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a has a marketing agency out in California. We we started working with them about seven years ago, uh, with a few other agencies through the nation, and trying to see if we could network these people so that we could help them have uh, the best possible way of being able to network with other people so that they could have more work and be able to get out there with uh, Airbnb list producers so that they could have more than just one state and be able to go nationwide, whether it was with. TV, film, radio, uh, speaking, be able to get out there and do more work. Absolutely. And I know you mentioned networking a couple of times. And I know just from a business standpoint, networking is huge. And, you know, a lot of people have asked me how I was able to grow my company the way that I was. And it is 100% because of networking. And I never thought about it, I guess, from the standpoint of, you know, actors and actresses and, you know, other talent. But I guess, you know, networking is probably a huge part of that as well. Can so when you when you're helping um, talent network, you know, is that like because I keep thinking of like parties and like you know, I got stuff. What, <laughs> what does. is yeah? <laughs> so I mean, what like how do you network? I mean, I'm assuming it's not kind of like the roundtable discussion like it is for a lot of business networking events. Like how what does that look like as far as like your industry? Well, you know, I, I tell all of them all the time that they need to get out there and they need to get as many contacts as they can because it's, it isn't just going to be me. 
they need to be able to grow their contacts. They need to market. They need to network because who their contacts are are going to be a big part of who they are. And it's, you know, it's, it's amazing uh, that that will help them a lot in the industry. I mean, I didn't just start with what I had overnight and, and my family didn't become who I was because I didn't take from them. You, you, you grow who you are by the contacts you have, the networks you are and who you get out there to know, you know, it's, it, it helps you a great deal. And those people are going to learn a great deal in this industry. You will be learning all your life. And I don't care if it's from a youngster, an old person, somebody in the industry, classes, uh, master classes. But in this industry, you will be learning all your life. So they need to get out there and network and be able to uh, grow from those experiences. And they need to be able to do that. If they aren't willing to do that, then they're really in the wrong place. Absolutely. And I and I think it's true to be said for any industry or actually just life. You're always growing, you're always learning, you're always changing. Um, when, it, when you said that you uh, started out like acting or was you an actress? Is that what you did? Okay. So when you started, okay. So when you transitioned to um, deciding to become a manager, was that like a, a natural transition? Is that something that commonly happens in the industry? No, (laughs) I, you know, when they, when they said, can, can you try to do something like this? I I didn't quite know what to think because I, like I said, I had been over on this side and that was something to think about, but I, I'd always been a person who had, who believes in God, believes in giving back. I do a lot of charities Hmm. and, um, I, I believed that God had given me a lot. And I believe that really, if, if that was the case, then it really was my turn to give back. And so I didn't know how much I would really be able to give back or if I would do any good, but it was worth giving a try. And so I, I tried to put things together and I have tried at, you know, at the best of my ability at some points to try and do that. And it's still doing good. And I'm still trying to do better now than I, than I've done maybe in the past, but we have been, we've been capable of really trying to bring in a lot of good people and we're still trying to link them together. Like I said, in the past, you know, I grew up uh, singing and performing and those things. And my parents gave me those uh, chances. Uh, and a lot of the people that I have, that I've known were because of having those chances and stuff. So luckily I've been able to bring some of those people and say, uh, you know, can we put these things together or do these things because of the chances they gave me? That's awesome. And do you feel that your network definitely helped your business be able to, to be more successful than it would have been if you had not had, you know, that network to pull from? Oh yes, absolutely. And you know, th- then there's always social media. You've got LinkedIn, you've got yeah. um, all the other places that you can go and build and friends and, and other things that you can build upon and educations and different things. So yeah, of course, you know, there's, there's always ways to do it. There's so many different wonderful places that you can go to, to build this. I, I've heard people uh, that are in the business and they don't even know LinkedIn exists. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, this is a business place to go. Yeah. If you, if you're in the industry and I'm like, wow. So, yeah. So do you mainly, do you look at placing people in, you know, movies and TV and, you know, commercials and that type of thing? Or you mentioned LinkedIn and that got me thinking just brand, you know, from brand, from a brand standpoint, a lot of people don't think about that. A lot of brands also need talent voiceovers and, you know, even, um, you know, singing or instrumentals and all these things that a brand needs. Do you, is that what you typically utilize LinkedIn for as being able to connect talent with brands or? Well, you know, I, 
I try to book through other places and stuff, but you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of networks. There are a lot of film companies. There are a lot of voiceover things. There are a lot of other musicians and almost anybody that's in the industry is on there trying to link up with somebody else. And so if they want to, there's no reason they couldn't get on there with almost any company in the world, network with them, try to see there's jobs that are available on there. And if they wanted to, they could go see what jobs are there and see if they could link up with it or try to find a job. They could uh, look at any of the other companies and say, I want to go here and see if I could link up to that company, if I could make friends at that company and see if I could get to know them, um, see if I could find the friends, see if I could, uh, you know, get to know them, get to know the company. They, they have almost anything available at their fingertips. If they wanted to, they could get to know the vice presidents, presidents, anybody else, if they wanted to, so that they could somehow get to uh, have some way towards getting to, you know, to, just so that they could get to do some of these projects. It's a matter of how badly they want to um, have an in. And so I guess it, it depends what they want to do. And I'd, I'd say, like with many other things, persistence is key because nobody ever, well, most people don't start out, you know, being super successful right away. I always jokingly say that, that, that that's the business equivalent to winning the lottery, you know, that you're this like overnight success, you know, <laughs> because I think people in their mind, you know, you see it all the time. And I, you know, I have a marketing and PR and marketing agency for businesses and I see it, you know, all the okay. time people will come to me and, you know, they will they'll say, well, I have this great product or this great service. And it's like, okay, well, I'm ready to make some money now. And it's like, you know, it's marketing. I always tell people marketing is not an off and on switch. It's a dimmer. (laughs) It's a dimmer switch. It's going to gradually get brighter, you know, and I think, and I made that mistake early on too. It's like, okay, I got this, you know, it's, I'm ready to go. Now where's the people, you know? And it's like, yeah. And and I just wondered, like, as far as like, um, from your standpoint is I'm assuming that the competition is, is stiff as far as like getting your people, I mean, getting your people into a part. Um, I, I don't even remember who I was listening to the other day, but somebody, I think it was Jess Paul. Do you know Jess Paul? She's actually an actress and she's got a YouTube channel. It's pretty popular. Um, I don't Jess know Paul. her. Okay. Well, she was, I was speaking with her the other day and she was saying that um, in her area, you know, one small, small part, like an extra, there'll be like 5,000 people going for that one small little part. And I never thought, cause I'm not an actress, you know, I, I've never thought about that, but that, I mean, that's not good odds <laughs> going into it. That would, well, I mean, you have to be persistent, I'm assuming. It, it, well, and it does, it depends on the part. And it, it also depends on how young, how middle-aged or how old you are. Um, you know, it could be a part for an older person and what they look like. And it may not be as stiff for an older person or middle-aged as it might be for somebody young. There, those younger people that, that might be blonde and 20 to 30. And they look, yes, blonde 20 to 30. There might be 5,000 5, people all, all for the same part. And so it's going to be very, very stiff. Yeah. And they might all be up for the same part. And yeah, it's going to be really, and they might be in California and you bet, or no. New York. And you bet it's going to be stiff to competition. And, uh, you know, you get up maybe to um, 30 to 40, and it's still going to be kind of stiff. You get up a little further, and it may not be quite as stiff, but it's, I mean, so it just depends on what the age range is. When you get up past a certain range, sometimes it's not as easy for women as it is for men. And so there's a lot of different things that um, that are all in it. So, I mean, it's harder on certain levels. Women have a lot more to, to work on than, than men do. And you, you really, you know, and the ones who've been loyal that go in with their clothing, that go in and they're, they're really good at being there, but it's still harder no matter what. 
and uh, you know there's there's just a lot of things that you have to do, but it, it's still hard. And so you see, uh, you know, a lot of the things. SAG came out with the thing just a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, get out there, do whatever you have to do. They had a meeting, set it out and said, you know, get out there, do Zoom meetings, do whatever you have to do, um, keep yourself out there, be keeping your name out there, do whatever you have to do until until projects are coming around, films coming around. These are the kind of things. And they were right, you know, because some people aren't able to have the projects. Some aren't able to to be doing things. But it it's, I mean, it's been hard during the pandemic. So, you know, get out there and do, do whatever projects you can do. I've got some friends who have been working the whole time. I've got other friends who haven't done anything. Hmm. So be creative, you know, do whatever you can do. So whenever you're placing somebody, do you usually look for talent and then look for the jobs? Or do you hear about a job and then look for the talent? Like, how does that work? Kind of walk me through your processes. Now, I, I'm very selective on, on what I do, which is why we call it selective artists. Um, we, we're, we're, the ones we pick are ones that have been in the business for many, many years. They're already very trained. Um, we don't have to work with them as much as some of the other agencies. They, they've already done quite a bit of work. Uh, we aren't going to have to, uh, you know, we don't have to train them. We don't have to do this. We're not going we know that it's going to be quite easy to go out and place them a lot of different places. And so we can, when we go book them, people are going to go, oh, that's that person. Yeah. You know, and so it's not always, but usually we can place them pretty, pretty easy. Not always, but so the people we have, um, it's one of those things that um, by the time we have them, uh, it's a little easier to do that. And so not always, some of them we have aren't, but it's, you know, we, by the time we get them, they've extended from other agencies and we can go put them over there and we can use them in other projects to put with other people, you know, and so the producers come to us and say, we want to see what you have and we'll put them over here. So, you know, we don't, we don't take their pictures and, and, and give them classes or any of that. That's for those agencies. We just take them and we, we use for the bigger films and the bigger TV projects and stuff like that. Okay. So is, it, already is, that training. <laughs> is it in person or, or Zoom? Like, how do you do? What's a typical, I guess. A lot, of times we have, a lot of times when we first meet them, we've met in person or at this point in Zoom. And, you know, we, uh, we go through it. They send us their, all of their stuff through email. Uh, we look at it. We we go through it two or three times. Uh, we think about, you know, uh, we talk to them. We think about whether or not that's going to be a good fit for us, if it's a good fit for them. Uh, we talk about uh, what we like about them. You know, it, it, it's it's for both sides. You know, if, if they think it's going to be a good fit, if we think it's going to be a good fit, we look at all the stuff they've done. And uh, if they think it's a good fit, if we think it's a good fit, then we send them uh, contract and we go through it. We talk about how long it'll be. And then we, we go through those things and the places that we could go through. We work with all kinds of places. Cause like with some of our musicians, we, you know, we work in all kinds of places where we could do it. Cause it's everywhere from country to opera to all kinds of places. And those are the kind of places. And we have all kinds of those <laughs> different kinds of musicians. And so it's, we can put them all kinds of different places, but it, it comes down to what you can do there, TV, you know, film, and, but it, you have to be able to be able to want to put them those kind of, if you can't do it, then it's, then it's not going to work. So we, we want to be able to be versatile, open-minded. Um, and that kind of, some people aren't that way. I'm always one of those kind of people that's very open-minded, thinks outside the box. Not everybody is that way. And over the years, TV and those kind of 
things have been very conservative. It's because of the pandemic, a lot of things have gotten a little less that way, and they're starting to think a little more outside the box. And a lot of people have had to, you know, and they've had to um, do Zoom projects. They've had to think a little more outside the box. And a lot of these people have had the chance to get out there and say, look what I can do. And let me put my stuff in, forward to you. And that's been a good thing. So what do you feel that the most challenging part of your job in this industry is? <laughs> <laughs> All the things. <laughs> I'd say it. I'd, yeah. say very I'd say it's very challenging. Uh, you know, you get sometimes. Oh, wow. This last year was, <laughs> you know, sometimes you get, um, a lot of clients and, and we try to keep it down, but you, you get a lot of clients and then you get several projects put together and, and sometimes there's just not enough time. And, uh, that, that sometimes can be really hard. And so we've tried to, uh, we've tried to make sure that we can keep that right where it needs to be or delegate or be able to make sure that our clients come first. Um, that we try to think of them as a family. Um, we try to make sure that they're number one because um, we we really do want them to know that this isn't just an agency. This is a family. We love them. And uh, we don't want them to think that, you know, this is just somewhere else you're going. We, this, this is a family. This has integrity. We, 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 we want you to know that, that we really do love you and we want you to be with us for good, but we all need to be able to work together if we're going to do that. So let's all try to work hard. You do your part, we'll do ours. And so in doing that, you know, we've been fortunate for them to be able to just do their part. We'll do ours and then come together to be able to get that stuff in there. But it's sometimes no matter what you're doing, there's a lot of hard work, a lot of students and every project, every, whether it's TV, film, booking them, there's always a lot of phone time, a lot of, uh, people you have to talk to. Sometimes there's stress. Sometimes there's people who don't want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> and, you know, it takes up a lot of time. I'd say every bit of it. And I know I would imagine it's a lot like a lot of other businesses where you kind of have your sweet spot on the amount of clients that you can handle on any given time. But you also have to be conscientious that at any given time you can have people fall off. So you have to be ready to pull people through the funnel again. And that can be very challenging just no matter what business I've worked with, it's been the same issue as like, where's that sweet spot? Because if you get too many clients, there's an issue, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. always, but honestly, you want to always have somebody kind of ready to come through the funnel if somebody does, you know, drop off for whatever reason. And do you end up finding it hard to kind of balance that or have you kind of figured it out over the years? Yeah, I've gotten to a point where I've kind of figured it out. I, I got to a point that uh, you, you get to a point where you just say you can't have too many. You know, it's I, I think uh, you, it, at first I didn't. I just kept taking them and taking them. And and finally I realized that uh, you can't keep doing that. You can't take on too many. Otherwise, yeah. you, you have to tell yourself that if you do that, you're not giving everybody their best. Absolutely. And you know, it's, uh, you're, you're not the best for everybody just because you're taking on so many and because they're all the best, cause they're all the best, but are you really? Mm-hmm. The best? And so you finally have to, um, you have to determine, you know, it got to a point where I had people calling me and saying, well, I want to be with you. And I had to start saying, but I, I just don't have room and I, and I'm really sorry. I've got three other agencies that I can send you to. Well, can I just stay on hold and wait until somebody leaves? 
well, you know, I, I'd like to tell you that'd be fine, but I don't even know when somebody would leave. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've got people that have sat there on a waiting list and, and I feel that. And I said, let me just send you to these other agencies. You can go there. And if I have an opening, I'll let you know, you know, and I think very highly of these places. And so, you know, I hate to do something like that, but it's not fair to them. And, no, I it, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard to do something like that, but I, you, you get to a point where you can only take so many clients and especially because those other clients really depend on you. To, to give them so much time and to make sure that they're, especially when they're up at this level, they, they expect you to, it, it, they're not at a starting level. They're up here and they mm-hmm. expect their work to get out there. They expect that stuff that they're not, they're very nice to you and they're very good. But if you can't cut it, they'll yeah. get somebody who can. Well, and, and I think that I, I, you know, I can understand from their standpoint, you know, if you're providing a service, they have their specific boundaries. And I think that's amazing that, you know, you've come to a point where you're able to establish your boundaries on your, you know, where your limit is, you know, and, you know, sometimes within business, no matter what the industry is kind of the same, you kind of do have to figure out where your sweet spot is and then really establish those boundaries and stick to them. And, you know, I like that you mentioned that you collaborate with several other agencies because I always recommend that to people too, because I think so many times people get so caught up in the, the competition that they forget that actually, you know, collaboration is so much better because, you know, if, if you're doing your job the way that you're supposed to, you're putting your own secret sauce on it. You know, really, there's there's no such thing as competition because nobody else is you. That's a good you thing. Know? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're actually helping yourself and them. That's a very good thing. And you're you're learning. You're you're meeting people. You're helping yourself. You're meeting more people. You will help yourself in the long run by doing that. Uh, I've never figured out why people were so threatened by that. <laughs> because I yeah, it's it, it, in the long run they're they're helping themselves. I've I've pushed people to do that. So, yeah, I've always tried to work with other agencies or do other things. And in the long run, I've, I've been able to work with several of them, but I've watched people kind of go, well, and then finally they did. But I've never been able to figure out why people were so hesitant at first. Well, you know, I, I think I'll just do it myself. And I'm like, you say you want to get these places, but yet you don't want to do this. So I finally was just like, you know what, I'm not going to push you. When you're ready, you go do something. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's the way that it is. You can't force the issue, but I agree with you that, you know, it, it, you learn so much. It almost becomes like a mastermind when you're working and collaborating with other businesses kind of in your same industry, you learn from each other. And then I know more often than not, I'll have people that'll come to me and I do the initial kind of discovery call with them and something they'll say, will make me think, you know what, you would work best with Sharon. Sharon technically on paper is my competition, but it doesn't right. matter. I can tell by the personality that yes, I could do a good job for them, but she could do a great job for them Absolutely. just because their personalities just, just by their personalities, you can tell. Yeah. And I think that that is so important because I've had people early on in my business, they'd say, well, you have a new business. Why are you sending people to somebody else? Because my job is to make sure that the client, the customer gets the best service possible. And while I think I could do a great job, I know Sharon could do a better job. So that would be a disservice if I didn't say that. See, and that's terribly important. It's, it's terribly important to recognize that. I had, um, I had a guy over at ABC several years ago, Camille, it's, you know, it's wonderful that you are so hardworking that you think you can do this, but it, you shouldn't be trying to do it all yourself. You should stand back and, and see what the other people can do. And if you, if you can, delegate work out to other people. And, you know, have so, if there's somebody who can do this better and somebody who can do this better and somebody, then let them all do it. Let, let everybody work as a team. 
And he was right. He was absolutely right. And I remember looking at that and thinking, I didn't mean to actually be trying to do it. I think I just realized I could do this. I could do this. I could. And I didn't. And so all of a sudden it was like, well, let's delegate this out. Let's tell because there it was a learning experience for me. And there were so many other people that could do other things better. And so there's it, it was just one of those things you learn as you go. But there are so many people out there that can do so many things better. And if you see them, oh, my gosh, help yourself. <laughs> <laughs> let them do it you're, you're helping yourself yeah and it becomes a big team you know uh Forbes 500 looks to see uh these teams that are built from people who have built teams from uh people that literally have known how to pick people that have delegated out things from people who literally are the best of people they've chosen people who know how to do the best and it's from picking and networking the best people and I think that's the key with, with even networking is you're not only meeting all these people, but you're able to kind of figure out by discussing things with them what their superpower is. And if you pay close attention and you, you, you're you able to find people that kind of fit in a space that necessarily isn't your superpower. Because I know early on with me, there was things that I can do. Like I can do them. But am I the best at them? Would I consider it my superpower? No. Right. <laughs> you know, but once you network long enough, you do find those people. It's like, okay, well, that is their superpower. So, you know, exactly. there's been times I've bartered things out with people early on and, you know, it just mm-hmm. becomes like you mentioned, like a big team. And, you know, at that point, yeah. you're able to offer, you know, your client, your customer more that way. And I really love that you mentioned that just about collaboration, because I'm big, big, big on collaboration. I always say collaboration over competition all the time. Oh, absolutely. Collaboration is an amazing thing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Did you ever do any other job before you were in in the industry, the talent industry? Did you do anything else besides that? Like, yeah, sure. I uh, I worked at at the hospital. I uh, I was I went to school. I was in. I I had gone there for journalism, but I had also gone okay. there uh, to try to go in nursing and as an EMT. And so I worked at the hospital and uh, worked as an EMT at the same time as I was trying to do journalism. <laughs> so I did both of those. That's awesome. You sound like you're a lot like me, like you have these multifaceted things you're interested in. And it's funny, I always joke around and say that if I was ever to give anybody my actual, like my entire resume, it makes me look like I'm completely bipolar because it is. Yeah, all that's kind of, I'm all over the place. I've <laughs> done all these the kind place. of things, done eight charities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, and it's like some of the things I don't even close together. together. It's like, okay, well you did this, but then you did yeah. this. <laughs> you know? So if People I look ever, at it, they're like, does yeah. she know what she's doing? Exactly. No, so, me too. Yeah. So if I have to give my resume, I look, I look at what the industry is that's wanting it. And I like put, only put the stuff that's relative to that on there. Cause that way that's, I don't get all the questions like why? Cause some of the stuff's like, but I also yeah. am one of those people that if something interests me, I want to know all about it. So half oh, the time that, that means going back to school or getting a certification or you know, something. Yeah. So it's just funny. So but. yeah. Right, you know, right out of high school, I, uh, I'd worked at a book distribution place. I'd worked at a bank because my friend's father worked there. I mean, there was just a couple little jobs and things like that just before I got married. But I mean, you know, you, you try different things just to, yeah. just to see what they're like. And, uh, then I went into this and, yeah. or I mean, into the hospital and then into this and, you know, would love to go into something like oceanography. Yeah. <laughs> Never got a chance for anything like that. But, you know, you just, you see all these people that have all these interesting jobs and, uh, you know, that 
they're detectives or they're this or all these great things. And I see people that have, and I just think, wow, these people are great. They've got amazing jobs. I love to research. And so, you know, all these things, I, I see them do these great things and I'm like, wow, there's so many neat people in the world. They've got great jobs. Absolutely. And I mean, I think a lot of people that are very inquisitive like us, it, it, you know, Mm -hmm. you do, you like to try different things, but you know, even though, even though a lot of the things I've done is like all over the place, I have learned so much from each thing that I really think it's helped me in everything that I've, you know, followed up doing, you know, it's, it's, I've learned something from every single thing that I was able to carry over into the next thing that I tried. Sure. I, uh, I, I think they're all neat. I, uh, Oh, actually, I did do one other job, too. I actually taught uh, I taught special ed. Not, oh, okay. I didn't teach it. I was a special aide. I can't say I taught. Yeah. I, especially that was a, That was a real rewarding one, too. But, you know, yeah. I, I, there are so many neat things out there. And I look at all the wonderful things that people have done in this world. Some, so many of them, so much more wonderful. I get people all the time that come over and, oh, I'd love to do your job. I love all those galas. I love all the celebrities. I finally told one lady, she, she was a second grade teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted to have my job because she liked the galas, how we dressed up and all the celebrities. And she didn't see, of course, all the hard work we did or half of the oh, other yeah. stuff that was going on or the, the swearing out the other things from, from the people <laughs> we were around and half the time that we were in tears or some of this stuff. So I sent her a thing and I said, I'll tell you what, I'll get you tickets. You dress up, you go have fun, you do this stuff because she didn't know. I said, if you had to do my job for a day, you wouldn't want it. You'd want to go back to your second graders and my second graders aren't your second graders. <laughs> so I'll get you the tickets. You go have fun. You dress up. You, you be Cinderella. And, uh, she, she says, well, it's, it's not, I, she just couldn't understand. And I thought, uh, and so, but you know, to them, it's, it's just all some big, you know, celebrity you day every day. I mean, we just, we live literally in, in gowns every day and we see celebrities every day you know yeah and I thought yeah okay well (laughs) well I think that's easy to do I think a lot of things can look so glamorous from the outside looking in because I have people that you know I've said that different jobs that I've had over the years and you know they don't they don't see the you know the hard parts they don't see even even with the business I have now I know I've had people say well you know, they'll be telling me something they're going through and they'll say, well, you wouldn't understand it because you've had it all easy. And I'm like, sure. You know, I can tell the story after right. story after story about where I have not had it easy. I'm just stubborn and I don't quit. I've had to work for this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things that, you know, that old saying, the grass is greener on the other side, I think can be true in this instance too. It's like, sometimes you get caught up in your own life, just the ho-hum of your own life that you're looking at somebody else's life thinking it's so glamorous and amazing. And really you don't realize that they're looking at your life the same way. Um, I've, I've taught um, women's self-defense classes and kind of some women's fitness That's classes um, for Congratulations. years. Um, oh, thank you. And one of the things that we would do with people is I would have people kind of sit in a circle and I would have them write down something they admired about, you know, somebody, you know, that, that was there mm-hmm. in that circle. And then they were supposed to write something that they wish they could change about themselves. And the reason mm-hmm. we did this is because 
more often than not, what we would find is a lot of these people were writing down things about, you know, them that they actually were self-conscious about themselves, but somebody else was looking at them from a different light. Mm -hmm. And I think that could be so true no matter what is that, you know, it's real easy, especially in this social media age of, you know, everybody seeing the curated, beautiful versions of everything that they don't look at all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, I've made that kind of my mission kind of with my podcast, honestly, is that, you know, I, I try to, I mean, I share some good stuff too, but I share the hard stuff. I share the stuff that I've gone through that was hard. You think it's There's important? a lot of insecurity in the world. There is. Um, we, we try to put a lot of positive stuff out there, but a lot of positive affirmation. Uh, and I try to do a lot of that on my page, but, but there really is a lot of insecurity out there. And uh, I haven't slept a lot this week. I'm tired, but um, so forgive me. But um, there, there really is. I've noticed, uh, especially with the pandemic, I don't think that's helped. But um, so I think when people see somebody who has something different than them, I think they look at it and think, oh, they have something better than me. It's not that it's better. It's just different. Mm, exactly. And so they, they may be curious. They may think, hmm, you know, and so it's, you know, that's why it was a good thing for you to do that because it gives them a chance to learn. It gives them a chance to um, have the knowledge of it. And maybe if they even want to do it, then they can get into it and have a chance to know something about it. It's, it's a really good thing for people to be able to learn and be able to grow and have a chance to um, become a better person and to be able to um, have a positive, secure feeling about themselves. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And I, w- I would say you were mentioning, you know, insecurities. I wonder if, do you feel that there's more insecurities in the industry you're in than there are in other industries? Or do you think it's just across the board the same? I think there's a lot of insecurity in the in the industry. I, I don't know if it's more in this or, or less. I, I've seen a lot of insecure. I've seen some of the most beautiful people in the world <laughs> that absolutely are very insecure. It's amazing. And yet I've seen um, a lot outside the industry. So that, that's hard to say. That's a hard one to call. I, I remember seeing some of the most beautiful people I've ever seen, and, and yet they're very insecure. And I remember thinking, really? And um, it, that's that's just a hard call to make uh, because there's a lot of insecure ones outside it too. So I don't know. There, there are. I was just sitting there thinking, like, I was sitting there thinking, putting myself in that standpoint. It's like me, I have seven kids. I like, yeah, I've got dark circles. I'm sitting there at all the models and the actors. <laughs> well, I got those today too. It's like, so. <laughs> Lord. So it's just, it's, I was just curious about that because I mean, when you think of, you know, people in the movies or TV, or you just think of, like you mentioned earlier, like glamour and just beauty and perfection and all those things. Seeing, and I think this is what it comes down to. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. That there are some people, not glamour, who may not, um, who may not even be the prettiest person in the world, but yet they have beauty in their heart. Most beautiful person in the entire world. Down to, you know, how a person envisions them. Um, or how they envision themselves. Maybe another person who is just, you know, drop dead gorgeous or they think they're gorgeous, but yet they're the most insecure person in the world because they they can't envision of a heart that and they can't see things the way this person sees it. If you're as pretty in your heart, I should say, as you are on the outside, you're gonna be fine. You won't have the insecurities. I think that uh, same same with if you are as positive. People that get out, what I have seen is the people that work in charities, the people that um, get out there and try to help, they don't seem to have the problems 
that a lot of the people that get uh, that stay to themselves that uh, that think only of themselves and get out there and they just um, it's all about them. I, I the ones that give forward, the ones that give back to the community, those people don't seem to have as big a problem uh, with insecurity as people that keep to themselves. So I don't. This of course is not. This is just my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. the ones that I have seen, that seems to be the case. I can see that. I mean, you, it really puts it in perspective when you work with somebody that is less fortunate than you are. Um, we, cause we always kind of glamorize so many things like we've been talking about it, I think it really kind of knocks you back a bit and puts it in perspective when you work with people that are less fortunate than you. Um, sure. you know, one of the, the things that I've always tried to do is work with the homeless and I've even got my kids involved in, in that mm-hmm. to, to some degree, because I want them to know not, I want them to realize and understand that there are a lot of people out there that just wishes they had just a portion of what we had. Right. And see, I work with the homeless too. I work with, uh, that's one of the charities I do. I work with the homeless. I work with kids that have uh, been on drugs, finally made it back uh, through another charity and they're now with the they, five years clean and they're going to college and doing these things and they're back with their kids, you know, kudos to them. And uh, also ones that have had cancer, St. Jude's, a couple of other charities and things that I do. But, you know, I, I look at these, the homeless I've been with oh, for years and, you know, those kids, those really touch my heart because I am um, kids, adults, whoever's there. But I look at them and I know for a fact that they're lonely. They need somebody. They they need things. Um, and I always look at it like they need to have a hug. They need to have somebody until their own families can get back to them. They're, they're alone. And uh, it's it's a they've been that way for so long. And they need to know that it's okay to have somebody help them uh, and to get back up there. They need a hand up. And I hear, you know, in Utah. We had a huge, we've had a huge success out in Utah and it's been a good thing when we first started it all, but we had about 60 people starting and now it's about 1500 people that are out there helping oh, Wow! plus wow. businesses, you know, almost as much as, as the people, as the homeless, <laughs> you know? So, uh, at first people just wanted to write them a check. Now they want to go out and help. And, you know, the homeless loved, you know, having a hug or something and they'd look at you and go, God bless you, you know? And, it's, it's really cold out there. I mean, it's like being out in New York or something, especially during the winter. We, we'd want to get them, you know, the coats or the blankets or something because, you know, when it's winter there, it's really cold. And so you'd want to give them blankets. You'd want to give them coats. You'd want to get them coffee or hot chocolate or something because if they weren't in a shelter, those guys stood a good chance of dying at night. And that was that was really bad. And uh, we'd keep stuff in our cars or something, go out there and try to hand it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's rough. It's yeah. I mean, just, I know that's one of the things that really drew me to helping the homeless is just the idea that the basic, just the, just the basics of being a human is having somewhere warm to lay your head at night. And, yeah. you know, the, the fact that they didn't even have that is just, it's heart wrenching. Cause that's kind of your safety. Oh, yeah. You think, you know, you have a rough day, you go home to relax. It's time for bed. Yeah, You, you know, you have bed. a place. Yeah. Yeah. And just the idea you didn't even have that, it's just, you know, that just, it's always broke my heart. But, and I, I love that, you know, you're a, a big proponent in giving back because I do think, I think 
I'm with you on the fact that the people that do give back, I think you're able to even doesn't matter how bad your life is, you're able to at least appreciate something within your oh, life absolutely. when you work with other people. And it's I, a huge I love blessing. That. You feel very good. And um, I think you'll always see it that way. You'll always see life better if you're giving back. It's it's absolutely. a there's just a happy feeling. Uh, it, it won't even matter really, to be honest. And that's how I see it. It won't even matter. You'll just keep giving back. And, and it really, it won't even matter. Things will go good, but I don't think it will matter to you how much, be, and you'll be blessed, but it won't matter because there's that blessing of giving back. And I don't really quite know how to explain that. No, but the blessings will come, but you're giving out that other, and the good blessing is from giving back to others. I agree. I'm going to go ahead and like circle back to just the industry that you work in for a second. If, okay. if somebody is out there and they're interested in getting into the agency or, or into mm-hmm. the industry, I guess I would say, what, sure. what would be the best, you know, the best way for them to start? Do you recommend people take classes? Do you recommend that they just go and try it out? Like what's, what's the recommendations for, you know, for these things? When people are first new into the industry, the best thing for them to do is to uh, take classes um, to, uh, you know, and I guess it depends what they're doing. If they're in music, if they're uh, trying to act, uh, you know, they they could have private teachers. They could um, they could be auditioning. They could be all the there's all kinds of things they could because if they're in acting, they could be taking classes. They could be at the university. They could be auditioning for every little thing they see. They could be getting an agent, um, doing all the things they can do, and be and, and of course be putting that on their resume for everything they do because those things count. If you're in music, you know, take music lessons. Be um, be trying to have uh, the, the recitals. Be trying to on whichever instrument or what, or, or if you're singing or performing or, or, or doing whatever it is you absolutely love and, and get in there with, with a group or with somebody else and get out there and, and, and do whatever it is you love. You know, some people really enjoy that and maybe they've never got the chance to do that and then get with somebody who will, who will maybe put you out there uh, better yet. If you just want to try and put yourself out there on, on little things like, like Smule, YouTube, um, little things to, to see if you're good at it, you know, that just to check it out with yourself, you know, and, um, you don't have to put it out there, but, you know, try something, check it with yourself first. Um, but you know, there's, there's people who want to try these things and, um, you know, you can always try those things, but there's, there's people that you've got to, you've got to do the work in order to, to work your way up. There's, there's absolutely, um, no starting up here, <laughs> no matter who you are, yeah. you, you, you've got to earn your way up. So there may have been one or two who, who were somebody's kid. But it's and, the, it's, the, it's the lottery, right? It's like the lottery. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is if they didn't know, they're still going to have to ask questions and they're still going to have a hard time and, and it's going to be a rough life. So, you know, you're, you're going to have to go through all that learning period. And the best thing you never do for yourself is go through all that learning and do the thing and and be able to uh, teach yourself. And the more learning you've had, you know, I always use two examples, even when I do do classes or even when I do do something and bring those classes in maybe four times a year. And I use people like Tom Hanks, Jodie Foster, things like that, because I say, you know, those two people um, never accept anything if it isn't absolutely the best because they they don't want their names just muddied or anything they they say well you know this is a great uh okay i'll take this one but if it 
isn't absolutely par to what they would like, then they say, you know, maybe next time. Thanks for asking me. Now, keep in mind, these guys went to great schools. They did all the studying, and and they're wonderful, wonderful actors. Now, you know, there's there's other actors or other people out there that say, oh, my gosh, I'll take it. I'll do it just for the money. Yeah. Um, But there's the difference. Some people will do it just for the money. And other people stand out to be selective and because they are going to do anything because they worked their way up to that and they know they, they don't have to. They know that they deserve to have the absolute best and that their name is worth it. And those are the actors who've made it to the top. Absolutely. And I don't think anybody can argue the fact that Tom Hanks and Jay Foster are amazing at what they do. And, you know, be, being able to get to that point where you're able to be selective like that, I think is, yeah, you know. is, is, an, is an accomplishment for sure. But I think each person, I mean, much to your point, I think each person does need to figure out where, what are your boundaries and really establish those. And, you know, I'd yeah, say you decide which person you're going to be. Exactly. And, and stick by mm-hmm. it. Once you decide who you are, you know, stick to it. And I, I mean, I like that advice. Um, at what point in time would you recommend somebody contact an agency? Is that as shortly after you finished classes or is there, I mean, is there a certain kind of magic moment that that happens, quote unquote, or is it different for everybody? Well, no, I, I think you, I think you need to go through schooling. I think you need to have, I think you need to have gone, you know, if they're acting, then they need to have done several auditions, been in several movies, done a lot of things before they ever um, contact an agent. Because, um, you know, I, you know, they need to have um, done quite a bit of work before yeah. they, you know, I mean, it, it's up to have them. Have a foundation. Have a good Yeah, foundation. have a foundation. Have some stuff on your resume before you start uh, putting it out there. Once you do, now, I'm not saying that they can't have an agent. It's okay to have one. Um, but, but don't go get somebody that's, that's just going to be taking something from you. If you, if you don't have anything on there, at least get something on there before you, because you're going to pay 10 cents or I mean, 10% out to an agent. So at least, you know, no matter what, at least have something on there by the time you get an agent, because the minute you have an agent, every time they book you, they're going to take 10% out of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) That's the business, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to get them on there to get it for you, you know, 10% of that comes out to them. So, uh, it, the, the ones you get for yourself, you get to keep. <laughs> so. Absolutely. And I think that's great advice because I, I I'd say, I mean, like I said, I'm not in that industry, but I would guess that that would be a question I would have if that was it. It's like, okay, well, at what point do I actually seek help? You know, at what point do I need yeah. somebody? And I like that you, you kind of laid it out there that get your foundation laid, have a few things, figure out who you are, figure out where right. your boundaries are. And then an agent can help you, you know, kind of perfect that. And I like that advice. Sure. Can, can you tell everybody, um, do you, where do people catch up with you at? Do you have a website? Do you have ask for follows on social media or what do you, what do you do? We're in the middle of putting a new website up, but we okay. do have our email and we do have our phone number that they can reach us at right now. They're both on LinkedIn and they're, um, like I said, uh, our email that I think you have both of those. Okay. And they can reach us at those at all times. Okay. And what's your handle on LinkedIn? What's that under? Is it under your name or is it under the agency's name? Uh, it's under, uh, well, it it's, 
It'd be under my name. Yeah. Okay. Under your name. Yeah. Okay. So that would be under Camille Matthews and I'll make sure when this airs. It, it'll it'll be, it'll link. be under, yeah, it, no, it'd be under Camille Matthews. Okay. I mean, it's, it's got selective artists agency uh, there on LinkedIn, but it's, it, but then it has my name underneath. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I really loved having you on today. And when this, when this episode airs, I'll make sure that the link to your LinkedIn page will be up. And if you've got your website up by that time, we'll put it in there too. And um, I've, really enjoyed talking to you and I love your outlook on things and the fact Thank that you're you. big on Thank giving you for back. Me. Absolutely. It's been so great. Thank you. I know you have questions. I don't have answers. Clearly no manners, baby. I, I know you want it better. Putting on the pressure.